And we're here on the Canon Podcast. Ken Brown from WGR Radio, Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com, Talking Lions Football Postseason Edition. Hello, Mike. Hello, Ken Brown. Um, season's been over a week, but still the stories remain and the activities going on, and it's Super Bowl week now. First of all, before we even get to any of that, um, have you gotten over the loss now? Have you moved on, or are you still in uh, denial? Not even denial. Are you still in what could have been mode? Well, obviously, I know what could have what could have been, uh, but no, I don't dwell on it anymore. No, that's like I've got other things to do, other things to write about with the Detroit Lions, and then that that's over. That that you know, tuck it away, and we'll see what happens next year. Well, I I I think on it over the week. Um, excuse me. That this is the closest in my lifetime they've been to the Super Bowl. Ninety-one team, even though they got to that game, they weren't close to going. That game was, even though it was a close game, half that night they they weren't beating that team. This was the first time that I actually could see them winning, and they didn't. So it's a little more to get over. And I, you know, I, I look at it during the week. Every time I see these San Francisco interviews or whatever. And I'm like, you know, you're not that bad. You know, it's like Mike Tyson after Buster Douglas beat him. You know, you, you're bad, but you're not that bad. So that's the where I'm at now is, all right, San Francisco's going to get all the props. But the Lions, to me, were as good on that day. I'm not going to say they're as good a team as San Francisco because I think San Francisco overall was a better team. But on that day, you were just as good as them. You know, Kenny, what I took, what I took out, of, out of all of this, and, you know, is the last what is it five games six games whatever it was when you know the lands were, were a little little wobbly there for a minute but they won their last two or three games in in, in you know in the regular season and they sailed into the playoffs and won two before they got beat before they got beat by the 49ers but what they showed to me is is and it doesn't take away the sour feeling of losing but there's they could beat anybody, and I don't mean like anybody on a given day or anything like that. Like you know, a Division three school rising up and beating a you know beating a, a college star, you know, a superstar team. But the Detroit Lions legitimately are built in a way that they can beat anybody. They not be favored in every game, but but they would be right there. And that started with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs on on opening day and uh, Thursday night when nobody expected that. And it ended in that game against San Francisco, and they played some damn good football, really good. Yeah, what a what a flawed team. I mean, look, um, you know, we can look back on it and say they went to the conference final, but they were flawed defensively because I think decisions were made in the off season. You only could fix so much, and that was going to be like the last thing to fix. And they were just going to pretty much, you know, go up. It was going to have to be an offensive team this year. They played. Their hearts out defensively, but they were they were you can tell there were things missing on the defense. So, if you looked at all the playoff teams, especially the last four and their defensive rankings, the Lions were way down on the list. They were fourth by a long shot. So, to get as far as they did and and play a half of football, where the San Francisco Forty Nine is a team that is an offensive juggernaut, only got seven points as you go into halftime. Uh, like I said, man, that day they were they were ready to play it, just that it fell apart in the second half. So I don't want to relive the game or whatever. We talked about that last week. Um, 
it really dawned on me when I saw the Super Bowl poster. I don't know if you've seen the poster over the week. And they have like three no. players on it, and they have the Lombardi trophy in the middle. And then on one side of it, they got Mahomes and Kelsey, and I forgot who the other player was. And the other side, they got the San Francisco players. And I'm like saying, that could be golf. Hutchinson and um, Gibbs or Laporte or whatever in that poster, and that's 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 when it gets to you. That's how close you really were. Yeah, they really were. They were close. That that, that uh, look. I don't want to beat this to death again because I thought we did it last week. But that thirty minutes of football is as good as you can play. Yeah, the first half of that game, right? Absolutely, as good as you could play. Followed and, by eight minutes of the third quarter was probably the worst you could play. Well, at least the worst the Detroit Lions could play. Yeah, right. and you know yeah. they still came back and, and made a game of it and had, yeah. had a shot there at the yeah. end. But you know, a couple of questionable calls, a couple of other misplays, obviously, and those contributed to it too. And look, and on we go. At least I would think so, anyway. I kind of, kind of would like. Well, to all, something else. all but I know is going into next year, they played three playoff games. They scored over thirty in two of them. So that's that's what I look at when you come back next year. Offensively, you're scoring 30 points in playoff games. You're you're doing something, and they did it twice out of three games. In the other game, they scored 20. Uh, I believe it was 21 in the first half. You know, they just had a little second half lull. But the, the, offensively, the team is there. You know, some tweaks will be made in the off season, but defensively is where they need to make up next year in order to assure they can at least try to get back to where they were this year. So, Well, look, they could win 11 games, 10 games. That would be fine. As long as they're in the playoffs, you get a chance to make a run. I just want division. Like I said, win the division every year. That should be your goal. And if 10 wins wins the division next year because the division is better, make sure you're the team that has the 10 wins. That's what they – that should be their goal. Because once you get that first home game, then blah, blah, blah. But the ultimate goal is to have the NFC Championship game at Ford Field. That's the ultimate goal. You want that number one seed. Oh, wow. So, you know, I, live at, I live at 8 Mile in Woodward in Detroit, and I would be able to hear the noise, hear the fans. Right. <laughs> and there's no doubt in my mind, if that game would have been played at Ford Field last Sunday, they would have won it. No doubt in my mind whatsoever. To go out on the San Francisco and score 31 on the road like that? Come on, man. Well... You know, 49ers are capable of scoring points, too. But, yeah, but uh, I I just think you you get an extra – well, they were seven-point favorites. I think you get an extra boost being at home, and you got to overcome it. Wait, wait, look, we're getting we going down that rabbit hole. I don't want to get back on that. Let's go forward. Let's go forward. Um, since the last time we met, um, Brad Holmes spoke, and um, I'm, we're going to get the reaction to that. And then some <laughs> of the things that we move forward with coming into the draft and free agency. But first of all, the Brad Holmes thing – I'm just going to get my opinion on it. You can give your opinion. Me and you okay, sat next to each before, other in the first row as this was going on yesterday. And um, thing, Before you get into it, I've got a, a good line that I'm going to give to you when it's over, okay? All right. This is a good one. You'll okay. like it. So, um, me and you were kibitzing before the Brad came in the room. Right. And, um, you know, media there was a, a pretty full house of media, not, you know, NFL playoff media, but the, the, the regulars were there. And I'm going to tell you right now, I was kind of shocked by Brad Holmes' presentation. I'm not upset about it because he can do what he wants to do and he can be where you want to be. But I just, I I really didn't care for it. But then again, it didn't bother me. But I kind of wish he wouldn't wouldn't have done it. But I understand why he did it. If if all that makes sense to you, uh, I guess that's a wishy-washy way of saying 
pretty much I was just there and whatever what all was fine with me. I guess that's the way to say it because, you know, I think it was a little early to be calling cats out, even though they might deserve it. And, you know, just a little early for that. And then what purpose does it serve anyway in the long run unless it was just something to get off your, your chest and your, you know, your um, mental state that you want to clear. But I, I just I, – I didn't – I did not like it, but I didn't like it either. I just was neutral. As long as he wasn't talking about me, I don't care. <laughs> well, one thing about it, if, if he had left it out, I would I would not have been heartbroken that he didn't, right. <laughs> didn't make his As long as he didn't mention my name, I, I'm fine with it, you know. So, but there, was, but there was a couple of things that he wanted to address and a couple of things he wanted to get off his chest, and he did. And so is this going to be some ongoing thing? Is it going to be – he only talks, you know, Brad, only – or maybe like twice at the combine, something like that. Combine, pre-draft, probably training camp once, and right, he doesn't talk with maybe less than six times a year formally, unless it's a trade or something. Yeah, something like that. I think it would serve something if he if he talked a little more often. But that's that's sort of the way it is with with the general managers of the National Football League. They 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 let the coach out there to do it four times a game. You know, four times a week, I should say. Not. Not four times a game, although the way the way Dan Campbell does it, I'd love if he talks four times a day. He's, he's always, he always gives you something. Yeah. So, what was your impression? Well, my impression was okay. You, you know, you got it off your chest. Okay, let's move on. That's that's what I thought. And uh, p- p- people that only saw it on TV, now get, uh, tell me if you, your impression is the same as mine. I don't think it was malicious, and it might have come off on video that way. But I, it was, it was, it wasn't lighthearted, but it wasn't vicious. I just thought it was, it was normal conversation to me. Did you take it that way too? I wasn't uncomfortable sitting there watching it. No, I don't think it was normal conversation. I think it was pointed in, 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 you, in certain areas, and, only, and especially you know, the intro. I was wondering, is this ever going to? Is he ever going to finish? You know how long? Uh, you know how long that intro was before he pretended like he was leaving. What? I think I timed it yesterday. It was like eleven minutes before he got before he took the first question. Well, he certainly ate up his thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, when it was over, you know, my my little workplace is on the second floor up there, and that's where the you know where Brad Holmes on his way back to his office has to go by my little place. And so I got out and I said, "Hey, uh, Brad." I got, I got something for you. He goes, yeah, what is it? I says, in the fourth game of the season and uh, three years ago, I turned to Ken, to Ken Brown and told him I thought that Ahmad Ross St. Brown would never make it. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? He got a big laugh out of him. <laughs> and he said, well, I forget exactly what he said, but yeah. he got a, got a good laugh, which is true. I did say that. Uh, we, we have the record of that, but anyway. I know. Yeah, but like I said, Regards of that, I thought that you know, if if if, if it makes them feel better, fine. But you know, and I don't think the writers took it all, you know, the depression or whatever. And you know, they, like I said, it's hard to predict draft grades anyway, and who should take. It's all stupid anyway. We just do it out of recreation because you don't know for three years what guys are. It's just fun. It's fun. Yeah. So that's what it is. I don't take that hard. Now, some of the things you know, I was upset because. There was questions that didn't get answered that I, I would have liked them to answer because of time or whatever. And some of the stuff I didn't get a clear explanation of. 
like the golf uh, re-signing. And I, he talked about it, but he didn't talk about it. He just said, I don't even remember what he said, but it didn't. he didn't come out and say, we're re-signing him or we're not. He no. didn't say anything like that. You didn't get a clear view on are you going to sign big-ticket free agents? Are you going after free agents? Because the mantra of we're only putting certain people in the locker room, and that's the same thing um, Dan Campbell says. He re- reiterated that. And I don't know what that means. You know, I mean, I, I think I know what it means, but I don't know exactly what that means. So does that mean you're not going after any big money guy or it's got to be the big money guy that's right? I, I just don't know what that means in comparison to the way he's going to build his offseason. But one thing he did say was whatever moves are made in the next three or four months, don't listen to anybody else. They may not seem right at the time, but trust me, I know what I'm doing. That's basically paraphrasing what he said. Well, yeah, what he said was, and he was pretty strong on this one, is that what they're doing is to, to win in December. And I thought that was a pretty pretty strong way to put it because they expect to be expect to be on the hunt again in December. Yeah, but did did, did you get anything concrete out said. of the way he plans? Oh, what does that mean, though? I mean, it sounds good as me and you are talking here. What does that mean? Getting a player, what a player that uh, doesn't show up until October thirty first. I mean, what are you, what are you saying oh. to win in December and not win in September? Any player you get, won't they help you in September as well as December? No, but it means you want to be in. Look, it means you want to be in the race in December. And yeah, I understand December. that part. But what player wise, what, what does that mean? What do you mean? What, what player? It means all your players. Right. So, what kind of player would you go get there? Well, I'm, this guy, uh, Joe Blow. He's wide receiver. He only he's only good in September and October. I mean, there's no player like that. So I, I don't understand what he meant by that in, in reference to players. Well, I think it's pretty clear. Honestly, we have a different opinion on it. Well, explain it to me. I'm I'm here. I'm well, here to listen. I just don't understand what what type of player is a is a, a first half of the season player and what type is a second half of the season no, player. That's not, that's not it at all. It's, what they're talking about is being contenders in December. You want to win in December. It's something that uh, Dan Campbell said uh, said probably like early early. I'm trying to remember now. Well, before going into December, he was talking to you know, and, and he said it in one of his pressers was that you want to win in December. That's what the, the National Football League is set up for. Yeah, win in December so you can be in the playoffs. You're in the hunt to get to the Super Bowl. Right. Well, that's a known adjective around the National Football League is you want to play your best okay. ball in December. I understand that. Of course. Well, that's... But, like I said, I don't want to keep harping on it because we're you know, going around in circles. I just can't reference from what he said yesterday what he's going to do player-wise to build this team. It seemed to me, though, Mike, and maybe I don't know if you got this out of him or not, that the draft is going to be bigger than free agency. Did you get that? No, I didn't. No, well, I didn't. Were we in the same no, room I yesterday? Didn't. I guess me and you, everything you saw, you saw totally different than I saw. You, know, you were asleep and snoring. Evidently, I was, I was on those, diet, those free Diet Cokes that they give out. No, I, I, must have, I must have had about seven of them by the time he got there. So evidently, I'm out of it. But I thought he was saying that we're going to build this team through the draft. We're not going to deviate and blah, blah, blah. And I, I thought that's what he said, but maybe I missed it. No, I agree with that, but you know, but but, but they're going to sign, they're going to sign, you know, free agents. They thought they had a couple this year, and then it turns out that both of them, the two of them, got hurt. That and he mentioned two by name: Sutton and um, not Sutton, but um, Gardner Johnson and Mobley. Mosley. 
Yeah, Is it Mosley yeah. or Mobley? He ain't played, Mosley. so I can't remember what his name was. Played two snaps. Yeah. Oh, right. So is it Mosley, though, yeah. right? Mosley. Um, uh, Eugene Mosley. Him missioning Mosley, I think he's going to sign him to a one-year kind of front-loaded deal that he can make some money if he stays healthy. I kind of think they liked him. He stuck around all year. I heard he was in the meeting rooms with the players all year, and he really helped right. out. He's, he's a good guy. And I think – you know, that's a no-risk signing. It's not going to be the only cornerback signing, but I think that I think by him mentioning him, I think he's going to sign him. That's just me talking. Sutton, I mean not Sutton, but Gardner Johnson. I don't know why I keep saying Sutton. Gardner Johnson, I don't know which way from that is he going to be back or not. I know a lot of people want him back. A lot of people don't want him back. I saw um, one of these um, internet stations put up a question, should he be back, and um, – some of the player, well, one player in particular, Brian Branch put hell yeah back when they should bring him back. So evidently Brian Branch has put his two cents in on it that he wants him back. So, you know. <laughs> and his one-year experience. Well, I'm, hey, I, I'm for a player that yep. is his position and saying he wants him yep. back, I take that yep. I take that as a I take that as a compliment. You know, I that's the too. player at I his position too. that wants him back. So. I do too. Yeah, I don't, I don't I'll take that as a compliment. So anyway, um, that's over now. We have to go through Super Bowl week. I'm I'm one that's not even watching the Super Bowl. I'm out of it. You know, another thing I thought I saw too the other day, Mike. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but on NFL Network over the weekend, they replayed every Super Bowl in half an hour of vignettes from one to the last one. Right? Took about a day to do them all. Right? Yeah. They showed the Super Bowl from four years ago of San Francisco and Kansas City when they played the Super Bowl. I think it was four years ago, three or four years ago. Okay. So many players that played last Sunday against the Lions were in that game. And that just even made me realize even more how much experience San Francisco had in that game to the Lions. And and I just I just felt better after watching. I'm like, damn, these guys played four years ago in the Super Bowl. So they were battle tested for four years. You know, and I think that was a experience was a part of the whole thing too. So I, I felt better after watching that because, like I said, to me this Lions team is a young, up and coming, ascending team. Um, but I think I think the three playoff games they played, and plus all the prime time games they played, I think that's accelerated them. I really do. Oh I yeah, think it's, yeah. It's, I think it, it's it's given them it's given them something that they didn't have before. And when you th- when you think about it, look look what they had a, a year ago. Their primetime game was, guess what, Thanksgiving Day. That's it, as I recall. I Until the last game of the season. Until the last game of the season when they moved it right. and they won it. Right. And they beat the Green Bay Packers and kept them out of the playoffs. Right. And like so I, I said also, I, I Mike. This has been invaluable for the Lions. No, and then now they have a little experience, playoff experience, which is good. But I'm just saying going into that game for a team that has been to the conference finals three or four times, that has been to Super Bowls already, I just and all the players that were still on that roster that played Sunday, that played four years ago or three years ago, whatever it was, it was just I can see now how you, that experience helped them, and I just feel that you—that's the team you have to overcome now. That's the team, San Francisco, is the team that you have to dethrone to move ahead. Forget about Dallas and all these other teams that everybody pumps up every year. It's going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. Dallas. San Francisco is the team. <laughs> That you strive for from this point on. I think the, I think the Cowboys are putting out their printed T-shirts already. Just <laughs> oh, they they on the all talk team. You know, they all Whatever. all America's yeah. talk team. 
But like I said, if they haven't been to the conference final since '96, then you you just talking. You, and you bringing back everybody. I don't even want to talk about Dallas. I'm just saying they the all talk team is fine, but San Francisco now is the team the Lions are shooting for. That's it. Well, but you got to get through some other teams to get to them, don't you? I mean, I'm just saying the best of them, though. I'm saying if you're talking about okay. who the top dog is right now, that's your top dog, and they'll be top dog to me until you dethrone them. Because, like I said, San Francisco handled everybody in the conference this year in the regular season. You know, the yeah. Dallas's, the Phillies, they they handled them. So, and Baltimore and other. I don't know. Would you feel worse today if you were Baltimore or Detroit? I, I always I meant to ask you that last week or whatever. You know the two teams that lost the, the conference finals. I'd probably feel worse if I was Bal- if I was Baltimore because they, they were they were ticketed to go to the Super Bowl right right from the beginning. They were and, number one the whole year. And they were just not, they were knocking people up. right. You know what? I watched I watched I think I watched all of that game except for maybe a few plays. And during the game, I had uh, I was I was surprised that when it's over, it was just a seven a seven point difference. Yeah, but it seemed like they were getting rocked, but yeah. they weren't. No, but they couldn't get anything. They couldn't get anything going. But offensively, they were, very, they were just. It was a disgraceful performance for a team Terrible. with that much offense. And I just thought, and it was, it wasn't even like Kansas City was doing it to them. It was just that they just didn't play the way they played all season. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, it just it, it just wasn't their day. I guess you know. Yeah, I just don't see how you can be that ready to go. Who they knocked off the week before? Just an absolute thrashing and. Couldn't get out. Couldn't, yeah. couldn't get the job done. And by the time this comes out, I think um, the Lions will have a new defensive line coach who I watched in the Senior Bowl play from the, the um, Tennessee Titans, who was their D-line coach. He'll be announced. I asked somebody yesterday at the facility, and they it wasn't official yesterday, but it should be official by the time you hear this. If not, it will be. And um, – that coaching staff, that means the coaching staff's going to do a little shake-up, so I don't know how that's going to play out. But uh, I believe his name is Ter- Terrence Williams. Sounds familiar. Yeah, I'm, I have his name right offhand with me, but um, that will be announced, so they'll be doing that. And then there's a couple other things that I'm sure are going to go on, little knickknacks before the combine. But pretty much now you're in making a team up for next season, and there's always a turnover of a third of the team, so – do you think that there's going to be any bigger turnover than that or pretty much just the bottom roster churns? Well, they've got a lot of young players who are not eligible for free agency or any of that yet. So that's, you know, that, that really gives you some continuity because they're not eligible, you know, they're not eligible to be, to be free agents. So I'm not, I'm not worried about a massive turnover, but you know, you want to, you want to get for the players who are eligible you want to get back the players you want to get back that's that's the priority right all right well um we're gonna wrap with that this week mike uh, any last words on um where they're going where they've been uh, you want to put your super bowl prediction out now while we're here so we can uh, talk about that and uh yeah let's do a super bowl prediction while we're here might yeah. as well kansas city and the San Francisco 49ers. I believe San Francisco's favored by two and a half. That's the last one I saw. I'll take Kansas City, 26-23. I think I'm going to take Frisco. I hate to say it, but I just think Frisco's got a little too much offense for Kansas City, and I don't think Kansas City can score a lot of points. But 
Mahomes can put that magic on at any time, so you always got to look and, out. Yeah, and I think they have a little too much defense for the 49ers. They do have good defense, but I just think that 49er offense is impressive. And as we saw last week, uh, they can score in bunches and they can score in a hurry. So, And, and they also have an advantage and in a, in a, a key advantage in, a, in one particular area, the quarterbacks. That's true. Not even close. That is true. Not even close. That is true. All right, Mike, uh, I don't know if we'll do one next week, but we'll talk soon enough uh, before Combine, and we'll talk about free agency coming up and things of that nature. We'll cover the Lions as we go forward throughout the year 2024. Maybe this is the year. MichaelHairDetroitLions.com, the great one. Check out his stuff there. I'm sure you'll be doing stuff there throughout the year. Uh, WJ Radio, Mitch Album Show, where I'm at. We'll have periodic people on. We're not going to have Alex every week from off season, but we'll have people on periodically. So check in and see what's going on, and we'll keep you informed on all the Lions news. All right, Michael Hare, thank you very much. All right, sounds good to me. All right, that's Michael Hare, Ken Brown. We're out.